0: Welcome, everyone, to Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio, your one stop commercial and residential cleaning company based in Calgary with a fantastic team, ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. Dot com. You can find me online, social media, Twitter and Instagram. I am at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK and you can email the show Couch diary at yahoo.com. Coming up on the show today, a whole lot of football, a bit of baseball, and then we close the day with today's ticket, which is presented by BetStamp. Download the app, use the referral code COUCH to let them know that we sent you. It is the Trivago of Sports Gambling, a one-stop shop for seeing the value of multiple different lines and multiple different sports books. Download the BetStamp app today and use the referral code couch should be fun thank you all so much for tuning in today hi i'm kim carson and i'm peter klein and this is we had no idea a podcast about world events that you know about but might have fallen asleep for during history class or social studies however you learn history in high school each week we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history so whether you already know everything or feel like you need a to top up on some history we'll be here for you listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts Woo! Alright, let's start with the NFL, and let's start with everyone's favorite team for the last 48 hours or so, the Detroit Lions. We said on Friday's show, or Saturday's show, or whenever we did the preview thingy, that this was going to be the Lions Super Bowl, and it was was. Um, Dan Campbell has done an amazing job motivating this team and has done an amazing job of getting this team from being a laughingstock to being a team that is, I think, going to be taken a little bit seriously going into to next season. We'll see what a third-place schedule brings them, but um, just a phenomenal job, and like there, there are a lot of teams and a lot of coaches in that spot who would have completely just melted away. They they see in overtime their playoff hopes get dashed, and then to come out and be like, "No, we're still going to come out here and compete." That is when we talk about like wanting to establish winning cultures with young teams and wanting to establish winning cultures with rebuilding teams. That is what we mean, and Dan Campbell did that in just remarkable, remarkable fashion. And now, they're a team that I think is going to take a step next year. Like, the, the step that everyone thought they were going to take this year to being a playoff team, I mean, look, they almost did it. Um, but that that step, I think, is going to be taken next year. We've seen it. Like, the Chicago Bears, they get the number one overall pick. We'll talk draft a little bit later on um, this week, not on this episode. Um, but for the, the Bears, like, they're going to be maybe improved but not take a huge step. Who knows what's going to be going on with the Packers? And the Minnesota Vikings seem kind of like a house of cards. So this division could be right there for the Lions taking next year. They have a good draft pick. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the Lions do this up excuse me this upcoming offseason. That's a really bad loss for the Packers though. Like you, you had a chance against that Lions team. Like we just said, coached up to high holy hell for sure, but that was not a Lions team that um, y- you should be losing too if you want to be a playoff team. Like, I-, I I, love that Lions squad, like we just said, but I feel like if the Packers would have got out to an early lead, that would have been kind of an easy team to just kind of squish. Like, that motivation of, yeah, let's keep them out. It- it's tough to battle back if it's like 17-3 going to halftime, right? Like, at that point, they're kind of just, it's cold, it's miserable, it's shitty outside, let's just get this game over with and get to the offseason. Um, that it's it's a bad loss for the Packers. I didn't want them in the playoffs anyway, we already have one team on the NFC side who I'm not thrilled with, that being the the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, uh, or sorry, not Jacksonville, uh, the, the New York Giants. So I'm, I'm actually quite excited to see what Jacksonville does in the playoffs. Um, it, it would have been more fun if we had Lions and Seahawks. We only get the one with the Seahawks in there. The, the Packers did not deserve to be in the playoffs anyway. Um, Aaron Rodgers knows exactly what he is doing with all of this. No, I'm I'm holding on to this one, man and being coy about retirement in the, the media. He knows exactly what he is doing. He knows exactly how the, uh, the headlines work. He knows exactly how to get to those headlines. Aaron Rodgers loves nothing more than Aaron Rodgers being in the spotlight. Um, We, I I lived through the era of the Diva running back. We are definitely, or wide receiver, sorry. We are definitely now in the era of Diva quarterbacks. Like, get the fuck over yourself when it comes to, to Aaron Rodgers. Moving into the AFC, it brings me great joy that the Patriots are out. And that a little part of it is because of that horrendous, hilarious lateral loss to the Vegas Raiders. My team, if you don't know. Um, cause if they win that game, they're, they're in the playoffs, right? Like they just need one extra win and they're in. Um, so that 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 is just amazing. Again, that Patriots team was not a playoff team. And we're going to have to change how we view what is a playoff team and what isn't. And this year was a weird one anyway. But that New England Patriots team, I don't think deserved to be rewarded with a playoff spot for just how kind of lackluster that entire roster was. The Bills came out and got the job done. They had, obviously, an extremely tumultuous week. And now kind of turned themselves into one of the sentimental favorites going into the post season because now they got to play a wildcard weekend that didn't look like it was going to be a reality for most of the season um they're gonna have to come out there and get the job done I think they probably do some pretty bad things to Miami and then we'll see how the, the rest of the playoffs go it's fun that the Dolphins do get in but this team is a shell of the team that we were excited about before right like th- this is not the team that we were super stoked about um at the mid- midway point of the season to a Banged up. Waddle and Hill seem to be limited in this game. Um, they they beat the Jets nine to six. Like the, instead of hey, this is a high powered, f- high flying offense. It was th- th- this team might not do a whole lot. Um, and that'll. I mean, look, we're, we're, I, I don't want to to start kind of the um, the eulogy on the the Dolphin season before it's even over. But this is gonna another team very interesting offseason. Do they stick with Tua? Is Tua even ready to go? It's three concussions in the span of a few weeks. Like, that's, uh, again, not a doctor. I have a bit of experience in this particular area. That's not great. That's really, really bad for you, actually. So, hopefully he is able to, to just get himself healthy. Moving to some teams who didn't make it. Um... The Tennessee Titans have a lot of work to do. That is a disappointing loss. And you could just see on that final drive, like it's not its not their number one quarterback, but you could see on that last drive, it was like, who's he going to throw to? You know, with uh, when they had A.J. Brown, it was A.J. Brown. He was that guy who was going to be able to move the chains for you. It, it just, no one was, I mean, there were guys kind of getting open. You had a, a young quarterback who didn't really know what he was looking at. But for the Titans there wasn't that dude who was like yeah you know what we're gonna go out there and make a play I'm gonna go out there and win this game for this team I think the Titans have some problems um and they I think have to address quite a bit of them in this upcoming offseason but that that A.J. Brown trade is looking like a disaster right now it's one thing when the the Stevon Diggs trade happens right and it's hey you know what Traded this veteran guy, bit more expensive though, we're going to get the rookie in here, He was going to be Justin Jefferson, and he's going to turn into one of the best uh, wide receivers in the league, and this is going to go down as one of the better um, win-win trades in the history of the National Football League. That's It's fine when that works out, but when it doesn't, you kind of just look cheap and dumb, and that's where the Titans are right now. Um, eventually the wheels are going to fall off of Derrick Henry. And when that time comes, the wheels are going to fall completely off of this organization. They got a great coach, and they got a really good running back. For now. Moving to the teams that fired coaches, what more was Lovey Smith supposed to do? We all knew this was probably going to be the outcome. Even at the beginning of the season, it kind of felt like Lovey Smith was being hired to be fired. And there is a grander discussion about why this keeps happening with African American quarterbacks, or uh, sorry, coaches. Um, That's, uh, again, um, uh, another discussion for another day. But it's certainly noteworthy that the Texans have done this back-to-back times with African American quarterbacks, or coaches. Jeez. And it's very clear that the roster construction. There was just no way. Like quite frankly, um, I was joking about it with my my buddy John um, when we were watching the watching the games over the weekend the Texans finished as the second worst team in the NFL, I would suggest that's overachieving. Um, this team won like two to three more games than I thought they would this season. He actually got more out of this roster than we thought they would. And look, maybe he got more out of this roster than the the front office wanted, and maybe he doesn't get fired if he has them lose this game. I doubt that severely. Um, Lovey Smith did not deserve this, and the the Houston Texans don't deserve anything good coming out of it. Like, it's just... It's just, it's lose, you know what it is? Like, we've talked about it before. It's loser organization doing loser organization things. And, like, to to know that you are going to fire this guy basically after one year. Like, what what would Lovey Smith have had to have done to get a second year with Davis Mills as his quarterback, with Brandon Cooks, who couldn't have given a shit for the back part of the season. For most of it, like, he was playing hard right up until the trade deadline. Then all of a sudden, ah, he's a little banged up. Like, what more is he supposed to do? It's a toxic working environment that you guys created. He kind of just got, I think he got the most out of it. Um, I think it's going to be a big change in Arizona coming here. Kingsbury is out. Um I would be fascinated to see what they do with, um, quite frankly, a real NFL coach and um, a new GM coming in. We'll see what they, what direction they decide to go. And this is a team that made it to the playoffs last year, but they didn't look like they were close. This season, and they have, I think, quite a few absences now that they need to address, and quite a few holes they need to fill. One of them is being a team that has an actual competent head coach. In terms of the teams that make the playoffs, I don't think we're done with head coaching firings. There's two teams that I think might be looking for a new coach if this weekend's results don't go the way they want them to we'll start with Dallas obviously the seat is hot under Mike McCarthy I don't even know if just winning this week is enough to keep Mike McCarthy as the Dallas Cowboys coach even um with Sean Payton being potentially available right like that, that has been um, a, a job and a team and a coach that have been all tied together for the last year now. And I, I think anything short of like the NFC title game probably gets Mike McCarthy fired. And you know what? Probably should. You have the clock mismanagement a year ago um, in the postseason. I just don't think he is the right guy to take this team. the next level the other one is Brandon Staley a lot of conversation about how Staley handled things with his starters playing for most of the game this week um or at least the first half this week for the Chargers when they had literally nothing to play for Mike Williams gets banged up and Staley going well you only have 48 guys like it's tough to you know what every other team manages it and there are sometimes you get into the discussion of rest versus rust. This is football, man. Like, you get a week off before the Super Bowl. So, somehow, teams manage this. You get bye weeks all of the time. I think in a sport as violent as football is, to get any kind of extra ref uh, rest is such a godsend. To not take advantage of that to its fullest capabilities is just negligent. And Brandon Staley if this team once again does not reach where it's supposed to get to, and look, they made the playoffs this year, so that's at least something after missing out on a tie against the Raiders a year ago, but I feel like this is a team where the coach is holding them back, and I would be fascinated to see What they could do with, I think, someone, again, competent there. Like, that that would be, I mean, not for me because I'm a Raider fan, but that would be a dream Sean Payton spot. Are you kidding me? Sean Payton running that Chargers offense um, with those weapons? That would be incredible. So, Brandon Staley, I think, is coaching for this job. I think both Staley and McCarthy are coaching for their jobs probably beyond this week. Maybe even into next week. Um. Just quickly, the college football playoff national championship went down and it was ugly as the Georgia Bulldogs win 65-7 to over the Horned Frogs of TCU. Um, We've said, or I've said for a couple of years, Georgia is the best team in sport right now. They are so dominant. They have basically NFL players at every position last year and then this year they kind of had that same thing. This result was probably going to be this result, not 65-7, to but this, Georgia was going to win the national championship all year. It didn't matter if it was Alabama, if it was Ohio State, if it was Michigan, whoever, Tennessee, when they were on their run, it did not matter. This Georgia team was just better than everyone. This is, though, one of the issues with Cinderella stories. And we love Cinderella stories. And look, I was kind of hoping, you know what, TCU just make a game of it. The plucky underdog coming in and really hanging with them. Sometimes, though, Goliath wins, right? Like, sometimes that that fun Cinderella story, they're fun and they're, oh my gosh, because it doesn't happen a lot. More often than not, this is what goes down, where the bigger, better, badder football team comes in and just kicks the shit out of the underdog. That... Unfortunately, that's normally what happens in these instances. We remember when it doesn't because it's fun and it's exciting. This was not that. This was a very quick reminder that, oh, right, being more talented, bigger, stronger, faster sometimes helps in the sport of football. Congratulations, TCU, for making it this far. But that was a very violent reminder that Cinderella stories are special because they don't happen all that often. Um... And because we can't just have one game mean just what for one game, it has to be an indictment on the entire system, there's now people talking about, well, see, this is what's going to happen. Are you going to get more of this? Probably. Because you are going to have the number one team in the country play the number six team in the country, or something like that, like... Sometimes you're going to have these blowouts happen. I don't think it's a a failing of the system. I think 12 is too many. Like, you go through and see who would have been in the national championship game, uh, watching, um, what was it, Tulane against USC. they say, oh, well, I mean, in the the current format, Tulane probably gets in. Is not an endorsement of your format. Like, Tulane, great story, fun that they would have a chance to play for it. I don't think they deserve to be in the conversation for national champion. And that's, that's where it kind of comes down to where it was ridiculous. It was super ridiculous when there wasn't even a national championship game. It was borderline ridiculous when it was just a national championship game and it was just the top two teams. And if you finish third, fuck you. Four seems a little limiting. 12... You still want to have this mean something, right? Like, I, I I, don't want to see Tulane in the national championship game. I, TCU was fine if you went down to, what was it, five was, could have been Alabama. Um, like, the, there there were a couple of other teams, but 12? 12's too many. You are going to get games like this, but you're just going to get more games, so that's going to happen. This game wasn't an indictment on the system, but that doesn't mean the system's perfect. here on Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. You can find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X's where the A's would be. Alright, couple of quick baseball notes. The Minnesota Twins end the Carlos Correa saga as they sign him to a six-year, $200 million contract. Uh, for those who have not been keeping track, Correa was on the verge of signing with the San Francisco Giants. They scheduled a press conference to announce the signing and then were a little bit queasy about his physical. So in comes uh, Mr. Cohen and the New York Mets, swiping Correa away from the Bay Area and bringing him to Queens to play with the high-priced Mets. Oh, what's that? We're worried about his physical too? Okay, well, they'll probably get fake. Now, the Minnesota Twins are bringing him to the twin cities of St. Paul and Minneapolis. This is the weirdest free agency anything I can remember in any sport ever. I, we've had players tied to teams before. We've never had players full-on agree to contracts and then two, be like, ah, this physical is a little bit scary. Ah, sure, we'll give him six years at or $200 million. If there is ever a sign for the owners to go in and tell the players, hey, the system's working. It's the twins, the small market twins, giving $200 million to a guy who the Giants and Mets were a little bit iffy about giving their money to. Like the the owners are going to hold this up for forever, that this is a a thing that happened on their watch and in this CBA. And that's why we can't be uh, altering the CBA. Players don't need any more. The twins are spending money for goodness sake. This is hilarious, and I don't even know if it works out. I don't even know how it works out. I kind of just assumed the Twins were gonna be bad again for a little bit, and now they've gone on and signed Carlos Correa, so now are they the toast of the Central? I don't think the Central's all that strong. You have to assume Cleveland's gonna get back there because of all the pitching they have. The White Sox are too talented not to be in the mix. There's two teams off the top of my head, I would assume are ahead of the Twins. I still think the Tigers bounce back. The Royals will be better. But I I just, I don't there isn't even baseball analysis to go with this. Carlos Correa is a fine player and when healthy, helps winning baseball teams win baseball teams. Or win baseball games, sorry. Is he healthy? Are the Twins a winning baseball team? I have no idea that this whole situation is just so Hilarious. Moving to the Toronto Blue Jays, they add another lefty bat signing Brandon Belt to a one year deal worth just under $10 million. A perfect signing, in my opinion. Um, someone who is very good, defen- or, uh, pretty good defensively at first base. Uh, he's okay defensively at first base. Um, he can spell Vladimir Guerrero Jr. if Vladdy's going to DH. You now have a left uh, handed bat that you can platoon into the outfield in various situations. Um, the-, the Blue Jays clearly wanted to add more left-handed bats to their lineup this year, and they have been successful now in doing so. And Belt is someone who I think gives the lineup a bit of flexibility and is, at least can be, um, over the last few years, maybe not as much, but has been in the past a bit more of a consistent option that the Blue Jays were kind of looking for. I don't think he rides the highs as much, and I don't think he rides the lows as much. I think he is going to be a bit more of that consistent presence in the lineup when he is eventually in the lineup. Um So I think this gives Toronto lineup flexibility, which we know they love greatly. Can't wait for the baseball season to get back. But I was playing some baseball video games yesterday because I was just... I'm ready for baseball to come back. It kind of feels like spring here in Calgary. Uh, we're in the positives for, for temperatures. Some snow is kind of melting, and that's when it's like, okay... It's baseball season. Let's get this thing going. So, happy the Blue Jays were able to make some news today. All right, that is going to do it for that portion of the show. Now it is time to maybe make some money. At least take a look at it as we get ready for today's ticket presented by BetStamp next. The studio sponsor for Coach Potato Diary is Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all your cleaning needs. All right, it is time for today's ticket presented by BetStamp. Use the referral code COUCH when you download the app to let them know that we sent you. It is such a great resource and we're going to go through it here, but you can see multiple different lines for all of the different games and you can see the value of having that, the value of line shopping and the value of having multiple different sports books. Download the BetStamp app, you can see a number of different expert picks on there and you can track how you are doing in different sports. It's a great resource to use in that way. So, let's take a look at the basketball card for tonight first um there's one that jumps off the page here to me i like cleveland going up against the utah jazz um it is a road game utah can be a difficult place to play um but i like this cavaliers team a lot uh, you can get them at minus three at bet 99, but you can get them at minus two and a half at places like bet 365 and cool bet along uh, with a number of different other ones like bet victor and bodog. We are going to go with Cleveland minus two and a half against the Utah jazz Um that is going to be the first one that we are clicking on. The last one on the basketball side of things, we are just going to go Dallas Mavericks to win straight up against the LA Clippers. There's uh, The number is as high as minus 129 at BetVictor. The best one you can get, uh, according to the BetStamp app, is from Bet365. So we will click on that one with the Dallas Mavericks. Moving into the world of the National Hockey League, it is a busy Tuesday night in the NHL. Um... The Seattle Kraken taking on the Buffalo Sabres, the Kraken being um, underdogs in this one, I think, is a little bit interesting. I think the Kraken get the job done on the road. I think Buffalo's kind of speed wobbling a little bit here. So let's go Kraken to win. They are the underdog in this spot. Uh, there are a couple of places with, most actually places have minuses there. You got a couple of pluses, though, in the plus money Bet Victor and Betway at plus 100. We will go the Bet Victor route for our Seattle Kraken pick over the Buffalo Sabres. Um, it is the Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the Vancouver. Canucks. The Canucks are just garbage right now. The Penguins bailed us out the other night with um, a pretty good showing. They are coming off of a losing streak but I think they have turned that corner. The best place to get them at is at Bodog. They're at plus 130 to win by a goal and a half so we are going to take the Pittsburgh Penguins and at Bodog. Nice little four-game ticket. Colorado against Florida tonight should be fun. Uh, Flames against St. Louis, uh, there is no way I'm resting anything on the Calgary Flames at this point. Uh, so you know what? We're going to leave it with four games on the ticket today. So to recap, it is the Pittsburgh Penguins minus a goal and a half against the Vancouver Canucks from Bodog. The Seattle Kraken to win straight up at plus 100 from Bet Victor. The Dallas Mavericks to win, uh, that one's just straight up, from Bet 365 against the Clippers. And the Cle- Cleveland Cavaliers to win by two and a half over the Utah Jazz from Cool Bet. We are going to hit track, and that is today's ticket. Again, use the referral code COUCH when you download the BetStamp stamp app. We just went through it. If you're only at one or two sports books, then you're only going to get one or two different um one or two variations on the odds. We just went through, found a couple of extra bucks in one sense, we found uh, an extra half point. It's those little wins that can give you the best return on your investment. And you can find those at BetStamp. Download the app, use the referral code COUCH to let them know that we sent you. All right, that is the show for the day. Thank you to BetStamp. Again, use the referral code COUCH. Thank you to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, the studio sponsor for Couch Potato Diary. And thank you to you for downloading and listening today. Um going to be back tomorrow with NFL Power Rankings. So talk to y'all tomorrow. Have a good one. I'm out.